Welcome to Seize Your Midlife, the podcast exclusively for midlife women. I'm your host, Bree Schumacher. We are going to dive into all the things from health and hormones to beauty and wellness. We'll be asking the question, what's my midlife purpose? And what am I going to do with the rest of my life? We'll also be interviewing women who've taken leaps or made U-turns in midlife. This conversation is going to be engaging, sometimes educational, a little bit funny, and always real. It is my sincere hope that you find your midlife purpose and lead your most fulfilling life. So join us on this journey to seize your midlife. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Seize Your Midlife. I am so glad that you are here today. And I'm especially excited because I have a guest today. My guest is Carrie Shepard. And Carrie is a boutique photographer, and I love her mission. Her mission is to help women shine. I feel like that's so in line with Caesar Midlife. She is a firm believer that women bloom during all stages of life, and her passion is to elevate their beauty and brands through her camera lens and also her professional branding services. When she's not working, Carrie is traveling, reading, nurturing her flower gardens, and spending time with her husband, her son, and her golden retriever. So welcome to the show, Carrie. Thank you so much, Bree. I am so excited to start my morning with you. Yay, me too. I've got my coffee. It's a gloomy day here in South Carolina, but this is a a sunny part of it. (laughs) Yes, it is. And thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. Ah, and you know, there is obviously more to your story and more to your bio, but I definitely want it to come from you. So we kept it short. But the first question, as I know you know, because you're so great at listening to the podcast, I appreciate that so much. My first question is How old are you? I am 47 and proud of it. Yay. Well, and fun fact, when I was in the middle, actually February of my junior year of high school, I moved to Wisconsin and met Carrie at my high school. So (laughs) we go way back. We go way back. And Carrie, where are you right now? Right now, I am in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and it is also gloomy here, but it is sunny for our conversation in my mind. Yes, absolutely. And everyone that listens to this podcast knows that I adore Wisconsin, although this time of year, (laughs) I feel like, oh my gosh, okay, it's just, it's over, like done with it, done with the winter. So I'm sure you're feeling like that too. Like it should be spring. I would trade places with you if I could. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we do. We haven't had very good weather, but tomorrow we're expecting like I think almost 80. So I'll take it. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) Yes, yes. Okay, so let's dive a little bit into your story. And we're going to pick up a little bit later. Like we're not going to dive into like your childhood and all the things that sometimes we do in a podcast interview. But I want to start with this question. 
Mm-hmm. So you worked in corporate America for a long time, right? Like over 20 years? Yes, uh, 23 years exactly. And um, during that time, I worked in the financial industry, uh, specifically mortgage, banking, and insurance. And while I wore many hats during that time, my main areas of focus were sales training and development, leadership coaching, project management, social media marketing, and there was even a little corporate event planning sprinkled in there. So I really ran the gamut there. Yeah. And it was a big part of your life. But you told me about a moment where you are out to eat with your son and he says something to you that really impacted you. What was that? Yeah. So I like to call that my wake-up call conversation. And um, this dinner with my son took place about two months before I made my exit uh, from a corporate setting. And, you know, leading up to this dinner, I really wasn't in the best place emotionally or even physically for that matter. And, you know, really I was, I was stuck. I was stuck in a rut and I was totally burned out. And anyways, we were eating and engaging in, you know, regular small talk. And then my son just stops eating and looks at me and says, mom, I'm really worried about you. You're not yourself you're not happy. I really miss the old you. And I just, I just want you to be happy again. And Brie, I can tell you that totally stopped me in my tracks. You know, as moms, we try to shield our kids from seeing our fears and our pain and our stress. But as we know, kids have a sixth sense. I mean, truly. And so my son's intuition was strong, despite my best efforts to mask my emotions. Wow. And I think, um, you know, you said that was like your wake up moment. I think there have been so many women that I've interviewed that have had a moment like that in so many different ways that it's come out, whether it was a, a health diagnosis or a conversation, like you said, or, um, you know, there's, I feel like there are those just pivotal moments. And so I have to ask you mm-hmm. before he said this to you, had you said out loud to anyone else how unhappy you were? Not in so many words. Um, you know, I I would express that I was stressed out or that I was tired or, you know, frustrated, but I never really said the words directly to anybody. I'm not happy and I need to do something else. Yeah. I think that's interesting. And I think so many times, like we're, we've done something so long, we just kind of keep plugging along and we're almost not as aware about how it's impacting us. And like you said, you weren't trying to wear it on your sleeve, but you were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Body language is everything, I think. You know, whether you say it out loud, your body does. So, and I do think that. All of a sudden in midlife, the things that had been working for us sometimes stop working. And it it comes as a shock because obviously you had been very successful in your corporate career. It had worked up until this point. And so it's so interesting how all of a sudden the thing that was working isn't working anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing because when I started my career – I just guessed that I would be in the financial industry forever doing, you know, 
one of the roles that I mentioned earlier in our conversation, and it didn't end up that way. But I always am a fan of the phrase, everything happens for a reason, whether we know it or not. And so that's that's truly what happened. Yeah. So you start thinking, so you're still working full-time, but you're thinking in your mind that you want to start a photography business. Is that right? That's true. Yeah. So before I, I got to the point that I was like, wow, I, I want to pursue my photography, you know, uh, before that, you know, I, yeah, like you said, I, I was fortunate. I, I had success in my career. I was afforded some wonderful learning opportunities, given some very invaluable career tools during my corporate tenure. But yes, unfortunately, my stress levels greatly increased during the end of that tenure. And my industry, mergers and acquisitions were becoming commonplace. And unfortunately, I was personally affected more than once. And so I started to feel like I had no control over my career path. I felt like I went from being an individual with a voice that mattered to just being a number. And I started to struggle with my why, like what's my why? And when you don't know what your why is, you feel like you can't make a positive impact. And so that's when I got to that point, that's when I started feeling like deep inside, there is something else that I'm meant to do and it's not this. Wow. And I know that that moment, it it's like that where excitement and fear kind of come together because you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm excited because I know I'm on the brink of something, but also I'm super afraid because I've done this thing so long. Yes. And I think that midlife, like I just keep hearing these kind of stories over and over again because I do think we start saying like, is this all there is? Like, is this what my purpose is? What kind of legacy am I supposed to be leaving? And I think that, you know, as the years kind of tick by, those questions become so much more important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, okay, you decide at this point you're going to start a photography business. And I know you told me that when you mentioned to a, to a few people, they were like, whoa, what? that's a crazy leap. But you were like, it actually isn't. Is yeah. that right? <laughs> that's that's true. Yeah. So I'll share a little bit of like the background of, you know, how I, you know, came to decide that I was going to start a photography business. And then I'll jump into kind of, you know, the mixed reactions I got about that. <laughs> so yes, many people did wonder, how could I go from being a lifelong corporate leader to then start a small business and photography at that? But, you know, you see, during the time that I was questioning my future in corporate, COVID also happened, which, of course, threw everyone in the world for a loop. But I like to say it was also a blessing in disguise. At least it was for me. And, you know, during the many months of lockdowns and all the protocols, I started picking up my camera more. And actually, it was a new camera my husband had gifted me during one COVID Christmas. And I started getting outside, taking more photos, you know, really making time for my passion. And I started to think, you know, what if I could do this as a side hustle or even as a career? And so, you know, between that infamous dinner with my son and then sitting down with my husband and having a heart to heart with him, 
I decided one way or the other, I was going to start this business. And my husband was super supportive. And he also said the same thing my son said is, Carrie, I just want you to be happy again. So that's that's kind of what led me up to the decision to start the business. Now, it really and truly wasn't that big of a leap for me, even though to the outside world, it seemed like, where's she going with this? And so anyone close to me will tell you that I've been taking photos since I was able to walk. Maybe that's an exaggeration, but really and truly, uh, since I was about eight years old is when I started taking photos. That's when my grandma gifted me my first camera. And, um, you know, she instilled in me the importance of making memories and capturing them to be shared with future generations. She was so into genealogy and, um, you know, studying ancestry. So that's where it started getting embedded in me. And so essentially, photography has been a passion of mine since I was eight years old. And really, truly, Brie, when I'm not busy taking photos, I'm that person that's gifting people photos back in the day. Uh, before digital, I was the first customer at the Walgreens photo counter to get my photos from a fun college weekend or a vacation away. I'm also the one who plasters my walls at home with uh, photos. And it's funny because when I told people I was starting this business, I either got the response of, oh my God, that makes so much sense. Or I got the, what? Photography? Really? Okay, happy for you, but best of luck. So that's that's kind of uh, the reaction that I got. Interesting. And I think, I mean, I think there's so many things to unpack in from what you said. One, I think that COVID, like when you said that, I had forgot that you started this, you know, building this business in COVID because mm-hmm. I think that happened to so many people. And like you said, it so many hard things, but also this time to like be quiet. Yeah. And lean into things that you didn't have time for before. Rekindle a passion that was always there. It sounds like for you was there since you were a little girl. But to finally have time to to foster it. Yeah. Um, I think mm-hmm. a lot of people experience that. I mean, you saw the great – what do they call it? The great – I don't know, migration or something where everybody Great resignation. Great resignation. Great re- what am I talking about? Migration. <laughs> I'm a midlife I'm a midlife birder now, Carrie. So you know, that's where my head's at. Yeah, I think that so many people left their jobs during COVID because they did have that moment of like, holy cow. Like mm-hmm. I need to do something different. I need to do something more meaningful. And then the other thing is just the way that you talk about taking pictures. It's funny because I also love, love, love taking pictures. And I drive everyone bananas, particularly (laughs) my family, because I'm always like, oh my gosh, just get a picture. And when we go on a trip, everyone's like, okay, just send me your pictures. (laughs) I know. I love, love, love taking pictures. So I can totally relate to that. Like it's just being a part of your life. So, well, and here is where our stories merge. While you are like, okay, I, I want to start this business and you've told your husband and he's like, yes, like do something that's going to bring you the joy. Simultaneously, I kind of was going through my own metamorphosis and figuring out what I wanted to do next. I had just left or sold, I should say, my business of 19 years that defined so much of my life and had moved 
from the north to the south. <laughs> it's and a big change. It's yeah, all like all at once. And it was COVID. It was July 2020 when I moved here. So so many things all at once happened. But the one thing that I kept thinking about was my success in starting businesses and then getting them up and running successfully. Because not only had I done that with my own, my Spanish school that I had grown over 19 years to 100 plus employees, but I had also started, grown, and sold a food business in one year. So I knew that I had these these techniques, these steps inside me. And so I decided to just like throw out onto social media basically that I was willing to take on like one, two max clients to help them start a business. And why don't I let you take it from there? Yeah. So I felt like the universe was sending me a sign when I saw your post come through my feed on Facebook. It was like fate. And then I was instantly excited because I knew that I wouldn't have to start the journey of starting this business of mine alone. And I wouldn't have to start it uninformed because you know, while I had, you know, some solid business skills from my corporate life, there was so much I did not know about starting a business. And so I was really excited to leverage your expertise. Yeah. So Carrie ends up buying my package and we start working together. I instantly, I have to say this, I instantly knew you were going to be successful because Every single thing I said, you'd be like, yep, done. Yep, taking it and running with <laughs> it. Like a good student. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I think – I do think – and it's funny because I worked in corporate America prior to starting my Spanish school. And I think, gosh, you learned so many valuable skills about like task mastering and organization and things like that that I do think really reflect well um, when you work in your own business. And so I saw those things in you. But probably the coolest thing for me to see was that after four sessions, literally four sessions together, you had a business. You had a URL. You had a LLC. You had, you know, your name. You had your mission. You had all the things in four sessions. Yeah, we definitely together accomplished a lot in a short amount of time. It It was pretty amazing. Wow. Can you talk a little bit, because I know obviously what my experience was working with you, but can you talk a little bit about it from your perspective? Of course. Yes. So I know I've shared this with you before, but I so appreciated how organized and specific your process was. I mean, there was never a doubt what we were going to talk about, what we were going to tackle in each of our sessions or what I needed to do to get ready for the next one. I mean, we really went through all the things you need to know and do before launching. And then, of course, what to do after you've launched. You know, you mentioned some of the things that we went through, but, you know, we, of course, discussed choosing the right name. I remember a lot of brainstorming uh, around that, um, establishing my domain, visualizing, and then choosing my ideal client profile my value proposition, um, establishing my business from a legal perspective through an LLC. We talked about, you know, pricing, competitor analysis, and marketing ideas. I mean, 
I could go on and on. We really covered a lot. And I've also shared this with you before, but I'm going to say it again. I mean, there are two things that you did for me during that time that have really stayed with me to this day. And the first, and this is probably the most important one, is, you know, just get started. You know, get started and keep figuring things out as you go. And basically, you were trying to help me avoid that analysis paralysis trap. And I am beyond grateful for that. I'm a recovering perfectionist. And (laughs) many times in my career, I found myself agonizing over every little detail of something. And you helped me to see that when you're trying to get a business off the ground, it's not the right approach. And that, so anyway, that was an amazing lesson for me. And then the other thing I so appreciated about working with you was your honesty. I mean, you were always direct with me. I know that your goal was to educate and elevate me so that I could succeed in launching my business. And if there was something that was going to get in the way of that, you called it out right away. I mean, I remember presenting some ideas to you and you saying something like, "Um, where are you going with this? If I don't get it, a prospective client isn't going to get it. And you know, I laugh now about it, but you were so right. And so I can't tell you enough how much I loved your coaching. It was everything that I never knew that I needed. And I appreciate that you continue to support me to this day. And so, you know, you help motivate me even now, even though we're way past those four sessions. So oh thank my you. gosh, I love that. Well, and I think what you said about like the just getting started, like, you know, do it messy, do it afraid, like do like just do it kind of thing. I think that that is such an important message no matter where people are in their life, um, whether it's a business or whether they want to go back to school or whatever it is that they want to do. Because I think so often, I think especially as women, especially as perfectionists or, you know, (laughs) type A kind of people, I think we can like make all the lists you know, we can be like, oh, but this, oh, but that. And there's there's never a perfect time. Things will never be perfect. And I know you and I talked about too how like if you had spent all this time like making things so, so perfect, you wouldn't be as pliable as you get going because the truth is analysis paralysis and all the thinking doesn't get you the results or the, you know, I guess feedback mm-hmm. that actually doing something is. Right. Because, you know, you you have to actually do something to know, one, if you if you like it, and two, do other people like it? Yeah. Do they want it? You know, it exactly. doesn't matter how perfect you have it on paper. So um, I think that that is a good message and I'm glad I relayed that to you. I've always been like that and anyone will tell you I don't have awesome attention to detail <laughs> because I am like that. I'm a big picture person. I'm a leap person. And I think that that is a good thing probably to have as a coach because it's like, nope, I'm going to push you off the high dive right now. Like, just go. You're yep. going to you're gonna swim. You're going to figure it out. And you did. And, you know, also when you talk about my style. It's funny because I think of myself as somebody that's very like friendly and welcoming or whatever, but I also know that tiptoeing around and being polite isn't what you needed. You know, right. I rem- no. I do remember yeah. this moment where you gave me, I would call it copy for your website. And I was like, Carrie, what are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Carrie, this makes no sense. 
And that's kind of hard to take feedback. I mean, I feel like I delivered it in a cheerful way, but (laughs) I do think sometimes you have to have that person in your life that's like, "Mm, okay, this is not the best. Because oftentimes the people that you love, like if you came to me as a friend, I wouldn't have gave you that same feedback. Do you know what I'm saying? Because you feel like you can't say that to your spouse. You don't want to hurt somebody's Yes. But my job in that moment was to be like, no, Gary. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Nobody's going to know what you're talking about. And then you cleaned it up and you you like – gripped onto what I said. And it's interesting because I helped another woman simultaneously that I was helping you. And she had this idea for the name of her business. And you could tell it was something that she had like brewed in her mind for years, like this name. And she told me the name and I was like, you can't use that name. Yeah. It's too long. The website would be like so long. Nobody will be able to pronounce it. And more importantly, like it doesn't say it all what you do. And so I think sometimes we need that coaching, as you called it, Mm -hmm. to be like this. You need to look at it the way that your customer is going to look at it in a customer's eyes. So it's fun for me to hear that, but it's been even more fun for me to see your business like come to life. So let's talk a little bit more about your business because one thing that you were very clear on when we connected was your interest in focusing on women in particular. Why was that? Yes. So my focus is definitely on women, but if there are any men listening out there, I will work with you. I'm happy to do it. But my target clientele is women. And really and truly, my goal is to make women feel beautiful and comfortable no matter who they are or what stage in life they're in. And I also want to help them elevate not just their personal brand, but their professional brands as well. And, you know, a lot of this um, sentiment or passion, you know, does come from my corporate days because. You know, as I mentioned, I spent a lot of years in sales and business development. And unfortunately, there were not as many women in sales as there were men. And so when I did get the opportunity to work alongside with or manage a female colleague, it really was a joy to help her grow her brand, help her build her confidence, help equip her with the right, you know, strategies and tools and help her gain visibility on the team. And so again, I just carried that forward into my photography business today. I love that so much. And when you told me kind of you had these beautiful visions where you talked about all of the different generations of women, you know, coming together, but also separately. I just love that so much because it's interesting how, you know, there's another place that we overlap in our interests. And that is that I didn't even set out to do this, but I ended up creating a completely women-led business. Every single director, manager, everything that ever had worked for me were women. And I Mm -hmm. love working with women and building women up, like you said. Um, I love that. And so that when you told me that was you're going to be your focus, I just thought that was beautiful. Thank and you. I love what you said and your goal about saying that women bloom in every stage. And I think now as we're aging, mm-hmm. I think that that celebration of women at different stages is so valuable, more valuable than ever to hear like, no, you are beautiful as you age. You are blooming as you age. 
I, I agree with that. And I mean, I'm excited we're in midlife. And unfortunately, you know, in years past, this was kind of like the invisible stage. And I'm like, it's not going to be the invisible stage, you know, and that's why I want to help women feel comfortable, even if they are in their 40s or their 50s, or, you know, if they're even beyond that, or even if they're little girls. I mean, I just, like I said, you know, we all have something to celebrate. We all have something to offer regardless of what age we are. Love that so much, Carrie. And so one of the other things with your whole story and your business yeah. and everything is that we first started working together. You had this vision that you were going to start this on the side. Yes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that's actually what I recommend people to do. Yeah, but I remember you saying that. Yeah, mm-hmm. just because I think sometimes people – you know, think, oh, I'm going to start this business. I'm going to instantly start making money or, you know, because we we talked about a lot of times you start a business and then you, you kind of tweak it and you feel, you get a feel for it. But something kind of, I guess, also pushes you off the diving board where you make the leap to work full-time in your business. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. So there were two pushes uh, that uh, launched me right into my business. Um, first was, you know, once I launched it, even as a, a as a part time business, it was really hard for me not to think about it all the time. I was so excited. You know, I felt like I'd found a new meaning and I wanted to give all my attention to it. You know, when I was working on photography, the hours would just fly by. And that's when you really know you like what you're doing when you lose all sense of time. So that was the first push. And then the other push was that uh, my situation at corporate wasn't getting any better. And due to a recent acquisition, I had been moved to a new role that did not play to my strengths. And so I just made a game time decision, ripped off the bandaid and then dove headfirst into my photography business um, full time. And I have to say it was definitely the scariest thing I've ever done, but also the most exciting thing that I've ever done in my career. Oh my gosh. Well, Carrie, I I always say that the moment you feel the most alive is when fear and excitement merge. So that is sounds like very much the case for you. And it is interesting the way that sometimes we need that extra little push out the door. I don't know if I've ever shared this part of my business journey, but I started my Spanish school on the side and you know, I was doing it on the weekends and everything. And then all of a sudden I had a lot of students. And so I hired teachers. And then I eventually even hired a manager that was working full-time. She was on a full-time salary. And I was working full-time for somebody else in corporate America, in international and traveling and doing all these things. Oh, wow. And so yeah, at night or, you know, on my lunch break, I would connect with my manager and she would be like, oh, I did this today. And then I went to the gym and then, you know, whatever. <laughs> and I simultaneously got moved because I loved international. I was traveling. I handled the Caribbean and Central America. So I had a beautiful position. Yes. Um, and all of a sudden they were quote unquote promoting me to sell these plastic sheets. And all of a sudden I was going into like Hormel plants and chicken plants and in the United States, like in Minnesota. And I'm like, oh my God, like I I cannot do, this is like soul sucking. 
I loved my job because of the international piece, because of Spanish. Right. And so I first start kind of going and being like, oh, I'm going to apply for a pharmaceutical job and like getting my head all over the place. And then all of a sudden I'm like, what am I doing? I am paying someone full time to do the job that's my dream job. Yeah, right. And so I made the leap. But if I had not been basically pushed out of international, I'm not sure what would have happened. And I'm sure like you, the second you get to focus your, you know, your full-time energy on a something that you love, it starts exploding. Mm-hmm. And I love what you said about how excited you were and how you measure what you're meant to do by how you just lose time. Like you don't care if at seven o'clock at night you're still sitting there at your computer editing photos because you're you love it so much. You're so excited. Yeah. I mean it's it's amazing. Or even like working on the weekends a little bit, you know, uh, when you're starting your business or even, you know, now, I, I, it doesn't bother me where, you know, in the old days of corporate, you know, to work all week long and then, you know, work on the weekends too was a lot. But, you know, when it's your passion, it takes on a whole new meaning and you have a whole different perspective about, you know, doing the work regardless of when it is. Yeah. I love that. And I think that's, that's such a good like measurement of what you're meant to be doing or what your passion really is. In fact, in the retreat that we had this year, that was one of the things that we asked, which is what's something that you do that you lose time? And then the other thing that you mentioned, which is interesting, is what's something that other people see that you're good at and they compliment you on that maybe you never thought of as a as a purpose. Um, where okay. like, you know, you're saying people always were getting gifts from you of pictures. They came into your house and they saw your pictures. They they thought of you as someone who took pictures. So those are two really good questions to ask if you are kind of in that place of going, what's my passion? What's my, sure. my purpose? Okay. So one of the things that has been so cool for me to see, because the package you bought for me is like a, basically like a business starter package. Like yep. you get your business off the ground. And then there you go. You're off and running. And I just all of a sudden have seen you like all of a sudden you're at a show and you're, you know, you have a booth and you're doing all these creative things. And that has been so cool. Can you talk a little bit about how you kind of have found these creative ways to, you know, not just offer photos? Yeah. So, you know, one of my greatest goals in my business is to differentiate myself. Just like any other business owner, you know, you kind of look for, you know, what's your what's your wheelhouse? And, you know, again, with my focus being women, I have tried to get involved with not just you know, photographing women, but meeting new women, getting involved in the community, things like that. So yeah, I um, joined forces with uh, Temple Milwaukee, which is uh, a large women's organization here in the area. And yeah, I was part of their small business showcase. And that was so fun because I could be in person talking about my business, filled my booth with flowers because, you know, women in bloom. And um, I had, you know, samples of the photos I'd taken. And so it was really great to talk about what I did face to face versus just, you know, people finding me via my website, you know, so, you know, that was a really fun event. You know, the other thing is I've joined other networking groups um, in the area 
One in particular is a women-only networking group, and it's made primarily of women business owners. So that has been amazing for me. It's been educational. Um, it's also been a great way for me to grow my business. We've I've already had many joint collaborations, and so that's been huge. Um, I've also done a lot of volunteering. Um, so back to the whole like spirit of working with and supporting women. One of the organizations that I volunteer my um, time and photography skills to is Susan G. Komen. So that organization largely supports women. Um, I've also been, I, I know people in my, my family, my friends who've been impacted by breast cancer. So it's really important to me to give back and, um, you know, also keep that same vein of um, supporting women. You know, and the other thing too, is just, I try to get creative with my marketing pieces. You know, I try to make sure they're vibrant and they're meaningful so that when they come through people's feeds, it catches their eye, it speaks to them, you know, and my, my website, I built it myself. I, it's a labor of love. It's yeah. But I've tried to keep that also very central to my business and, you know, have it be beautiful and eye catching. So those are just some examples of things that I've done since launching the business that, you know, are things outside of just picking up my camera. Yeah, I think you've done such a great job of just being really creative. Like I know you've you've kind of looped me into some of the things that you've done. You know, you sent me a packet of seeds, you know, for the women in bloom. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's such a cute idea. I love that. And then, you know, during women's is it Women's History Month or International, International Women's Day? Women's International Day, Women's yeah. Day. You know, you sent out super cute postcards, you know, it's just those little touches. And you mentioned to me when we chatted before that you really consider yourself a boutique photographer. Can you yeah. talk about what that means? Yeah. So I like to give my clients white glove service. And so what that means is I want them to walk away from a photo session with me feeling like they've had a unique or a boutique experience and I differentiate myself by being more hands-on and by curating each session to their specific needs. So, for example, everyone that books a photo session books it directly with me, not through a calendaring site. And the only exception to that is if I'm hosting a large event, then I'll use Calendly. But after a photo session is booked, I offer clients a complimentary consultation prior to our session. And that consultation is done either via phone or in person. And I feel like it's a great way for me to learn more about their style, who they are, and start building that relationship with them. And then I also make many recommendations to them of you know hair and makeup stylists in the area, um, if they're looking for that. Help them decide, you know, what should you wear the day of the photo shoot. I now give um, my clients swag bags, so photo shoot day swag bags, and they're filled with all the things a woman might need while at a photo shoot. And then I've thrown in, you know, some other goodies too. And then, you know, the other thing I do after the shoot is I provide a social media promotion for each of my clients. Uh, many of them are happen to be fellow entrepreneurs. And they're also trying to grow their business. So in these social media promotions, of course, I've got a few photos in there of them. But then I like to do a blurb about, you know, what they do and then why people need to know them. So those are just some examples of that whole like boutique feeling. 
Um, oh, one other thing too is I now have clients order prints through me and I also can help them design photo art, whether it's canvases or albums or things like that. I love that. And so, you know, you started offering these social media promotions and that has grown to a whole nother, you know, part of your business. Can you talk about that? Yes. Um, are you talking about the branding? The branding. Yeah. Cause I just think it's so cool because I think it goes back to what we said about like being malleable and like looking for what your customers are asking for you. This is yeah. like the perfect example of that. Yeah. So yeah. So when I started my business, as as we've just been talking about, it was solely photography. But now I also offer a small suite of professional branding services. And, you know, like we just said, it, it developed over time because of what my clients were asking for. So a lot of the photography I do is headshots and business branding. And, you know, so some of these clients are um, new business owners or they're in sales roles, for example. So they're looking to cre- increase their visibility. So after a, getting a new headshot, you know, it's a great time just in general to take a look at other aspects of your professional profile or portfolio. Like, what does your website look like? What do your social pages look like? What are you posting? When are you posting? Uh, what groups are you a part of? What networking events are you going to? So some of the women that I photographed, they knew my previous experience in sales and business development. And so they would come back to me after the photo sessions and asked if I could help them build their brands. And that's really how it began. So now I offer um, some services like sales support and coaching, social media marketing. I help clients leverage tools on LinkedIn because, you know, some people have a LinkedIn profile, but they don't know how to use LinkedIn necessarily to gain that visibility. And then, of course, I help them ensure their profiles and business pages are up to date. Um, And I like to think that I treat these services as boutique services as well, because they're really tailor made to whatever the needs are of the people that I'm helping with their brands. I love that. And I do think your customers give you feedback of what they're looking for. And this was something they were looking for because otherwise their pictures could have just sat there and you wanted to make sure the pictures were working for them, for their brand, for their business. So that's so cool. And Carrie, something that you and I kind of touched on and I want to delve into a little bit more is trying to stay away from comparison. Obviously, there are a lot of photographers out there. So how has that been and how have you juggled or manage that? Well, yeah. So in the beginning when I started my business, I did get like sucked into that whole like imposter syndrome and or overly studying what the competition is doing. It took me a while to realize I needed to focus on what I'm doing and own, you know, the spirit of what I'm doing. Like it's okay to be different and being different is what helps you succeed. And, you know, so over time, I had to learn to either, you know, unfollow, you know, certain accounts or just, you know, stand tall and trust myself. Yeah. So now it's it's a whole different ballgame. Like, I, I, granted, there is so much value in meeting other photographers, getting together with other photographers, training with other photographers. But really and truly, when you're starting your own business, it's hard in the beginning, but you you need to trust in yourself 
And again, you want to be different. You, you don't want to be like everybody else, because if you are like everybody else, you're never going to be seen. Yeah. What an important lesson, no matter what it is that you're trying to do, because I think it's so hard in this day and age not to look and be like, oh, but they're like, you know, their their visuals are so beautiful or, you know, oh, they were doing this, you know, crazy photo shoot over the train tracks or, you know, whatever it is <laughs> that you get in your head like, oh my God, maybe I need to do that. And you start to stray from what your gifts are and what makes you special. And I love that you've tuned into like, I give this extra service, this white glove service, and that's what sets me apart. That's what makes me special. And when we talked, you mentioned too, like, I make people feel comfortable. I make them laugh. I make them happy to be there, you know, taking their pictures. And those are things that set you apart. And I love that. And everyone has their gift and the thing that sets them apart. And I think in this day and age, more than ever, sometimes we do have to unfollow um, so that we don't get that horrible, like, you know, comparison It's it, or imposter syndrome or those things that I think social media just brings out in all sure. of us. So those are some really valuable lessons. So Carrie, what would you tell a woman listening that's maybe always wanted to start a business but didn't know where to start or was maybe afraid of taking a leap, even though it's something that's been on her heart? Yeah. So I know this sounds cliche, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, You only live once or YOLO as my son and his friends would text each other. When I decided to start a photography business, the one thing I said to myself is if I'm not going to do this now, I'm never going to do it. And really that's true. I know there's a quote out there somewhere, something along the lines of, you know, never being too old to start again or chase a new dream. And I agree with that, but I do think it's a lot harder to make a significant change the older you get. So that's why midlife is the perfect time to start something new. And I will also say that there are a lot of women and men too out there who will help you along the way as you start a business. I mean, You'll find them everywhere and many times when you least expect it. I mean, some for me have been family members, friends, fellow entrepreneurs, some are previous colleagues, and some are a lot of new faces. I mean, I have made a number of new connections since I began this entrepreneurship journey, and these people have been some of my biggest supporters and cheerleaders, and they're just out there waiting to lift you up. And then there are people like you, Brie, who dedicate their time and talents to helping people start their own businesses and realize their dreams. So thank you. You're going to make me cry. (laughs) I love that. Oh, thank you so much for saying that. I appreciate that. And I do think that, you know, you're right. Like if you're not going to do it now, you're just going to keep on that cycle of someday. And I'm sure you heard my podcast that is the one that's you're running out of time. And I believe wholeheartedly that we need to, especially in midlife, live our lives like that, like with a sense of urgency because tomorrow is not guaranteed. And I think that, you know, like do it now, do it messy, do it unperfect and, you know, imperfectly and you Mm -hmm. will figure it out and your path will be carved for you. So thank you so much for sharing your beautiful story. It is I just love it so much, and I'm so very proud of you. (laughs) Thank you. And again, thank you so much for everything you did to get me started, because without you, I wouldn't have been able to do what I've done this far. So, 
Oh my gosh, love that. And if you are listening and you're like, well, I've always thought of starting a business, um, I will put in the show notes how you can get a hold of me and perhaps we can work together and you can be the next Carrie. Uh, (laughs) But Carrie, will you also tell everyone where they can find you and how they could work with you? Yeah. So for photography, um, like I mentioned at the beginning, I'm in the Milwaukee area. Um, I'm also happily working with clients in southeastern Wisconsin um, and in the Chicago area. For professional branding, it anywhere, anybody, anywhere I can work with, um, you know, due to the power of technology and working virtually. And then, um, you know, if you want to find me, you can also find me on my Women in Bloom Photography website. I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And one of these days, I should probably get with the times and hop onto TikTok, but um, we'll see when I can summon the patience to learn that. (laughs) (laughs) One thing at a time. One thing at a time. Oh my gosh. And I will put all of Carrie's links in the show notes as well. So thanks so much again, Carrie, for spending your morning. It was fun. I appreciate it so much. And thank you to all of you for listening. As usual, I am so humbled and honored that you tune in. The biggest thing you can do to help the podcast is actually to subscribe to it. I know I don't say that word very eloquently, but it's um, on the button of your podcast platform. You either hit a plus sign or a follow, and that helps more women to find this podcast. And the more women that join in, on this conversation, the fuller it will be. Have a beautiful day, my friends, and I can't wait to see you bloom. 